open up your ears, your mind, and whatever else you need. You're listening to Talk Dirty to Me. Hello, everybody, all you sexy beasts. Welcome back to the Talk Dirty to Me podcast, where four different friends with four different perspectives talk dirty to one another. Today, we are down one, but that's okay because we have a very sexy episode for you. On deck, we have Sarah Marie Curry, your local vanilla, or so we think. You don't know. You don't know me. Hi. I don't know. We don't know. We have Tosin Au Vesso, the man with all the kinks. Wait, the kink oracle. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. I know all of them. I've seen all of them and I'm ready to deliver all of them. You love all of them. You have... Me, Casey, Sammy E, your neighborhood femdom. What's up, everybody? And we have Link Ryan. Hello, Link. Hello. Nice to meet you all. Link is um, an adult performer. Yes. Yes. So some would say that you work in the porn industry, correct? Yeah, I, I, I've worked in a couple different facets of the industry. I've done some uh, a couple of pro scenes, and I've also done quite a bit of content creation, um, and I've been doing it for about a little over four years now. Okay, can we? What is a pro scene versus content uh, creation? So, whenever you have an actual student that you can go out to shoot a scene, um, production scene, like where it's actually like there's a okay, so- production studio that is like, hey, casting you, like, all right, come through we're going to shoot you that, that, that is what I mean by like pro scene. Whereas one thing we find pretty common nowadays in the industry, and it's honestly taking over, uh, quite a bit is, is, uh, at this point they're referred to as collab shoots, Mm -hmm. uh, where you'll have a lot of people working together instead of having the production company and shooting their own content between themselves and settling that content on their respective clip sites or OnlyFans or whatever it may be. Okay. Um, I got my start in the industry shooting uh, collab right when it started to become a thing. Um, you know, um, it was kind of happening maybe another year or two before I started, but it started to become more prominent as I joined. Um, essentially a lot of big name performers were realizing, you know, they might shoot a scene and get paid, you know, their, their flat rate fee for whatever that may be. Um, but they're also realizing if they could nowadays with technology and, you know, iPhones shoot very good content. You have have good lighting and also like you can get decent lighting for not very expensive either. Mm -hmm. Like a smaller investment cost, you can have a pretty good setup. Uh, for shooting things yourself. And I suppose there is a bit of like, you have to, you know, you're playing producer, you're shooting, like you're making the angles and the lighting yourself and the content and how you want it done. Um, but a lot of people are realizing, oh, I can shoot content the way exactly that I like with the people that I want mm-hmm. um, and make money that way. And, you know, for the people that have bigger names for themselves, they could take that following. And instead of getting paid a flat rate fee, they'd now have like, multiple subscribers that are now they, they can make yeah yeah That's so you know. do you have do you have your own only fans page in your own fan base yeah i i have i have my own only fans page i have a many vids page but when i started about four years ago many vids was the prominent many vids and amateurporn.com were like the prominent clip sites uh-huh. there's a couple others that have been around for a while like 
uh, what is it? I want clips. There's a couple others um, that are a little bit older, but those two were the most prominent clip sites where you could upload your scene and people could purchase it off of there and you would get a cut of that, you know? So only fans have popped up the last couple of years and has been pioneering that. Mm -hmm. Um, They have, they take less of a cut than like many vids does. Oh, no kidding. Because they take 20% and I thought that was really high. So many vids, I think takes 50. What? 50%. Why would you do business with them? Well, there is a point of like diversification is good because whenever you, you know you're posting, if you can post that video on OnlyFans, you can also then post it on your many vids. You could post it on, um, and there's different ways to like market it. You can like start using Reddit um, to mm-hmm. market. It's just kind of like having more things out there with more exposure. Okay, um, <clears throat> and you so. Just for our listener audience, you are also kinky. You are on the kink. I I have a very um, I'm definitely a sadist. Um, okay. I am in my personal life truly more of a switch, but I've been very comfortable playing the dom role in 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 um in scenes, and it's it's uh-huh. I very much enjoy it. So, uh, are your scenes and this the content you make? Is it a standard sex or is it specifically kinky? So it's it's interesting because I've shot with some performers and I'm my thing is like in terms of my involvement in the industry, I try to focus on the things that I enjoy doing, but I try not to pigeonhole myself into just one thing. Mm-hmm. So there are some performers that I've shot with that are like, oh, you know, people like the more rougher, like, you know, when you think of like BDSM or like rougher kinky sex, uh, mm-hmm. it's a bit more like that. I personally, and I, and I do love that. I, I honestly do. But um, in terms of the content that I shoot myself that I very much enjoy is the very well shot, like more intimate, sensual porn. I, <laughs> and, Doesn't and give it, a big thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, my whole thing is like, uh, there are some mainstream companies that shoot really that have more like production and like it is more like uh how do i put it more more thought out and there is a place for like that over the top mainstream you know some people like there's a reason why it's out there because people do enjoy it you know mm-hmm. um but it to this is just to me like i personally like more of that like sensual more of that like focused um and like just pretty porn mm-hmm. um because one i feel like the there's not enough of it and it's also like you know you have to have you have to have it have a little bit of everything out there you know like just expose a little bit of everything to, to people where it's like sex doesn't have to just be through one facet and a lot of people especially ones that are more um hesitant to try things or you know think that it's like i have to what's the way that i have to do this what do i like and it's like well you can be kind of open to a lot of things you know so when you go into make content with somebody specific like Oh, I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Let's start where I am. When you, So do you have a pool of people that you have met and networked with that you like to go back with regularly to make content with? Or is it like roulette where you're like, that one looks good. I'll just send an email and see if they're interested in connecting. Right. There is, I can, I want to like go deeper into that question. Um, but at this point, there are a couple of performers that I know are 
trustworthy and reliable and are because you know at when when i first started about four years ago i got into the industry because i had a friend who was in the industry and was like i think you'd sell well right Mm -hmm. i had i got into it from from her and at that point the people who were shooting there's a lot more um most of the people shooting that content were i'm I'm gonna answer this question just very roundabout yeah i'm here for it yeah um most of the people shooting were people who had done pro scenes and they knew like things like uh, model release forms and talent testing and like when you should be tested in Windows. So that was all being translated into, uh, you know, the the content collab world where even though you're working with another performer one-on-one, you're in your independent, you know, thing, you're, people were still filing out papers. They were still like checking tests, all these still. Um, now that there has been more just like everybody has an OnlyFans, which I think is like, that, that's cool in the sense of, you know, hopefully becoming more of an accepted thing, which unfortunately it still isn't. Uh, it, uh, it's created this situation where both myself and other performers that I know are much more particular about who they shoot with. Um, so I have a couple of performer friends at this point that I trust and I do shoot with, and I'm open to, to new people as well. It's, it's, I love meeting new people through a part of the reason why I do it is just the experience and like all the cool people that I get to meet through. I love that you just said you love doing it <laughs> to meet people. Like I really like connecting with people on a deep level, you know, <laughs> this is the best space to do it. <laughs> <With> my penis. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it starts off with like, yeah, I mean, it does very much like help if you're attracted to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also look at like, what kind of content do they shoot? Like, is it something that I'm like interested in? And like, there's a lot, there's also events that I'll go to. Like I recently went to AVN this last uh, January. What's that? AVN is, uh, it's essentially, I tell people it's like the, the Oscars of porn in, in a way. There's a couple of different conventions. But it, it's a lot of like adult performers that are out there that are like, There'll be booths set up. There'll be like companies out there, sex toy companies, all this kind of deal. So it's just a big expo, you know. Okay. Uh, I think like adult video news or like a, there's been a couple different like acronyms or and I'm honestly I don't remember which one is the exact one. Mm-hmm. Ever, you know, but um, that's a good place to like get to meet people in person, see if you'd want to like if you vibe with them, if you'd be interested mm-hmm. with them. Um, so yeah, there there's a I, that's always nice. It's always good to have like be able to put a face to the name first because you see an online entity and you're like you don't really know how they are, mm-hmm. you know. So it is nice to be able to kind of like vibe check and also there is a bit of um, I will say maybe with more of uh, you know like female identifying performers that there's this there maybe with this influx of. Um, everybody having an OnlyFans and becoming a content creator. Some of these people were just out of their, you know, start out of their house or, you know, they just got big doing it. Um, there have unfortunately been some, you know, abusers out there um, in terms of male performers. So there's, it's, I feel like it's a good situation for performers at a convention to be able to like read someone and then hear what they've heard from other people. And, you know, it, it's more of a vibe check, you know? Mm-hmm. Which have is, you, 
Have you ever been on a set that's raised red flags? And if so, what were those red flags? I honestly know in terms of sets, especially for like the production scenes that I've done, mm -hmm. everything, it's great because you have like um, the directors there, you have the director's assistant, there's like the makeup artist, there's um, sometimes it's like as simple as that. Sometimes there's like some more people on set, but there is um, consent video at the beginning being like, hey, do you like you consent to this, to the this scene today? This is what we're doing. Are you consenting that? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, it, it, there's a lot of structure to it, which is cool. Um, people's boundaries are talked about. Like you check tests. They like, you know, generally the for production scenes as well as what I do with, you know, uh, content collabs. I'll have a negative, a fresh negative test within a two week window of the shoot. Um, so you do that exchange there, the directors check that they also go over like everything you're okay with, um, what you're going to be shooting. Um, so like, there's a lot of like talking about what people are like, like yeses and nos, you know, like what you're all right. Like generally it comes down to like one and say, okay, like what are things that we're going to avoid? You know, what are things mm -hmm. that like enjoy? And then also there's, um, you know, or like, what are things that, you know, someone might prefer, you know, um, that one's not so much like always an imperative, but it, I feel like always makes for a better scene, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and, um, yeah, I feel like most, not to say like, maybe there are some, I'm there's always, there's always an underbelly to everything. And I'm sure there's like always some maybe <laughs> companies that are like, they'll raise much more red flags, but generally from like the scenes that, I, that I've been on every it's, it's so everything's communicated. Here's the paperwork. Here's like, it's, it's very like professional, which mm -hmm. is nice. And it's just, um, yeah, it's, 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 I enjoy that. It's that, the, that concept of like, okay, cool. And you know, you're talking with someone and then you're shooting for the scene. And then like, after it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it, it's just like, like a friendly exchange. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> makes my, with you. Thanks so much. Bye. Goodbye. That yeah. makes my heart so happy to hear. And it makes me think about how on regular, I say regular, sorry, wrong word on sets where there is no penetration or actual, actual sex. Anyway, doesn't matter. The intimacy coordinator position is like a new thing where they're like, oh, we should talk about this and get explicit consent. Whereas back in the day, they would just be like, whatever, just do whatever versus on a porn set, which sounds to be ahead of the ahead of the thing. That, yeah. is, that, that position, um, I personally haven't been on a set with that that entity. However, the more much bigger mainstream, like I think is it bang bros i think has like an intimacy coordinator like i would say the weight or the way more um corporate um like, like the bigger entity companies tend to because it's also a budget thing you know sure. uh -huh. but it is cool to have that but i will say um particularly since which is a good thing since like the the me too movement there's been a lot more of like i would say from just from what i've heard i can't speak on my own personal you know uh experience but on how the industry was before compared to now um there's maybe a lot of more, maybe some things going on behind scenes at times that like was questionable versus now everything is much more transparent yes mm -hmm. exactly much more communicative much more like i don't know i would say it's generally much safer do you have yeah. a pregame do you ever pregame with your scene partner like hey my name is link um 
you know, and then you guys should, should be like, you know, I really love titty fucking, but then maybe you could bring it down. Like, like, do you ever like choreograph what happens or does it just like what, like whatever happened happens? So th- this is a, uh, okay. So if it's, let's say like a, pr- uh, a production shoot, right. They generally tend to have like a script and depends on how they, they go. Sometimes oh, I forget there's words. I forget there's the script. <laughs> I've been yeah. my head. All of a sudden porn was just people rubbing against each other and there's right. no story <laughs> so, now i'm like imagining like an alien trying to imagine porn where just two people slowly <laughs> approach each other and then just rub <laughs> back and forth and then and now it's, <laughs> it's okay so the way that it goes is um some of the okay you start off with dialogue and then there's the stills which like anytime you see like this, like a still from a shoot, it's generally posed that way. Like if someone's getting a blow job or whatever, it's like people's face, like, yeah. Or like one, two, three. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you do a couple oh, your of poor jaw. Yeah. And then you go into, uh, into shooting generally. So depending on what the director wants, I've been on a set where it's kind of like things are a bit more improv, like, Hey, here's like the, like, like I was on, there's a site called Shoplifter, which is a team skeet site. Um, and it's like, a you know, a security guard of like a clothing store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hold on one second, Link. Tosin, stop watching porn. You have to focus. You have to focus on the podcast. <laughs> you have been oddly silent. That's because. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm writing down my questions. And mm-hmm. now I know where I know you from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm excited yeah, I, fo- I, I follow, uh. Sadie and Smut is a as a performer that I follow, and I was like, "Oh, that's where I've seen you." <laughs> Sadie was uh, actually just over. She stayed in town this last weekend, and we shot content. I she is great to work with, uh, and she, yeah, y'all do great work. <laughs> y'all do great work. Some of our most like artistic scenes that has been with like Sadie. So, well, thank you. That's the, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it, the, the one that was like, I know you look familiar. And, and I was like, they, you and Sadie have very good chemistry because I am, if I'm watching porn that I didn't like personally, well, technically I, I did buy it, but the, if I'm not watching porn that is like made for me, the yeah. thing that I'm looking for is what you were talking about. That's like, like, Manuel, I pr- pretty much Manuel Ferreira is like my gold standard for like connection, passion, the right. way like you, the, the chemistry that, <laughs> that it goes in there. And so I was like, and I thought you and you and Sadie have right there what I'm looking for. Oh, thank you. I love that. I, I appreciate that. Cause that's, 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 I feel like that. And it is such a, like, um, again, I feel like the industry needs more of it. And I love being able to provide that. And like, it's it's um i think it's cool too just because in the okay so i I was talking about how on the the proceeds in terms of how scenes are shot that's kind of how it goes and sometimes it may be like hey here's a blueprint and then sometimes it might be um like hey we just need five minutes in this position and five minutes in another position when it comes to the collab scenes it's it's, you can start shooting the way that you want so i'm like sitting here be like i think this angle will look really cool and i think like it there's just different um and it's cool because okay for example when when sadie was shooting over this last weekend it was kind of like okay well what if we like put up one angle here and another here and we get the lighting at this time of day and then we do the i'm very much into like okay you have this scene and then shifting into like a different position 
And, but then at the same time, having maybe two or three cameras set up where you always have to be opened up to a camera, but if you have more than one, you can kind of like, if you do shift, you can, it allows for a little bit more of like natural, you know, progression. So you're not so much just focusing, which I feel like leads to more like authentic experience, at least more of like an authentic, like, you know, scene. So it's really cool. Cause with like working with Sadie, she also has that like good eye for things. So I, I, I love, uh, th- that is the kind of stuff I love to shoot. Like, and don't get me wrong. I love like my impact play. I love like the whole sadist, like dominant, you know, all of that. That's, that's always fun. But my heart, it, it's true. It's, it's in both, but it's like first in that like sensual, like, you know, aspect. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Question. What was the first porn that you remember watching that made you go, I want to do this, or I can do this, or if that doesn't stimulate anything, what, um, (laughs) what's your favorite porn of like all time, what you consider to be like the quintessential? I'll tell you what I'd like to shoot or what I'd love to shoot or the, um, there are who I'd love to shoot with. Yeah. So there is um, a performer. Her name is Vex Ashley. I don't know if, uh, Tosin, if you know, do you know Four Chambered Heart? Mm, I, I think I've seen it, but it doesn't sound like it's deep in there. Imagine like a very abstract artistic expression of that intimacy of like having sex, but done in a like in- insanely high quality, like, almost hbo like shooting sense it's it's straight up artwork and i love her work and so vex ashley is a performer or vex tape i don't know what her social medias are right exactly right now but um she has four chambered heart which is this project where she works with like she's worked with other performers like owen gray and a couple of other people um and i would like honestly i would if I could just shoot one more thing and that would be it, it'd be like shooting for four chambered heart because it's just so artistic and so like, Oh, like so good. I believe uh, in that, you. Can't you like submit? Just that, reach no, out no, no. be like, he, Hey, I'm here and I'm hot. I, I, I had, he should, <laughs> he should do, um, no with uh our our wing instead, because their four chambered heart is actually oh, on yeah. our, our we vision can board talk about that. No, I'm sorry. It's, we, we have no. I mean, we can mention this, but we haven't officially discussed that. Okay, with anybody. But I didn't know cool. Four Chamber and Heart was on our vision board. They are. Right. I linked them a really long time ago. I just went to the website because I was like, oh, that sounds Amazing. familiar to me. And they're yeah, like one of so. our like when you we can make... shoot porn with us, we'll make really artistic porn. It's great. Yeah. So are you guys interviewing or are we? What is what is the? <laughs> we just we just dangled a big carrot that we can't really talk about. But sorry, talk about it with you after the podcast. Sorry, my <laughs> carrot was too big. I got carried the away. It was really big. Wait, yeah, my carrot's it's huge. It's hard to hold on to those big carrots. I, I also really don't know what this one. carrot is, and I've just looked up for Chambers Heart, so I'm also very intrigued. But I will cut this whole segment out. <laughs> you you don't have to cut it. We didn't say anything. We'll just leave people wondering what the fuck we're talking and about. And I, I want people to know how big my carrot is. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. So, but anyways, I uh, I did have an instance where before my uh, I restarted my Twitter and I did have both Vex and Four Chambered followed me, <gasps> and but then I deleted that, restarted it, and I and I haven't 
gotten back. I need to, I need to try yeah, to get that. Sure. Yeah. Get that. Follow get that. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you, you mentioned to me once that you have been in this industry for four years and that is a long time for somebody. Usually it's about two years. So does that mean that your dick is super famous? <sighs> no, no. So I will say, so I've been doing it on the side for four years. So like if someone, someone who has been in terms of cumulative scenes, someone who has been doing mainstream porn for like half a year has probably done like the amount of like that I've done. I've just had like, the, because I have my, um, my main career, which is my barbering that I do. Do you uh, own that business? So I, I, I run my own business of like cutting hair. So yeah, that, that, is, that is my business that I own. Um, I recently went self-employed within the last year. Um, I love doing that. And I mean, I love doing both, but that is the one that I'm like long-term invested in. I've been spending mm-hmm. much time in that I really want to like, that's always going to be my. Really? Are you like porn or barbering? Mm-hmm. barbering. And, it's, and it's really, it's barbering with a side of porn. <laughs> that's me barbering with a side of porn can we plug your business on this podcast would that be okay sure yeah what, no. is, what is it called it's in austin texas y'all yeah so so uh routine bacon hair it's a-r-o-u-t-i-n-b-e-g-i-a-n-h-a-i-r and i will uh, link it in the show notes everybody go make an appointment his haircuts are amazing i see them on several of my friends Ooh. <laughs> do you do beards you do beard shaping yeah all right i'm, I'm on my way let me know. I will get you set up. <laughs> Tosin. Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Link. Go on. Mine was a non sequitur. <laughs> um, but where was I? We were talking about... Oh, right. But um, So I've been doing it on the side. Last year, I'd been doing it pretty much monthly. You know, I was, I was like, okay, let me like just focus in on this. But I've at this point reached more of a like... I do it as, you know, I feel I want to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cause it's, it's, I'm the kind of person that always needs to be doing more than one thing. <laughs> so yeah, you know, you know what the deal is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it was, I found it to be easier to like fully focus on like, Hey, here's my main business. And with that, like not being tied up with the, well, I have to do this because I have the luxury of being able to do it like when I want to. So you know, maybe I won't do another scene for a while. Maybe I'll do a whole bunch of scenes. It's kind of that just like as it goes by. So I have been doing it for four years, but because of that luxury, it's, it's, uh, most people tend to drop out after two years, but like there's like 80% drop off rate. Um, cause it, I will say it is a very ostracizing industry. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. sometimes hard to, I mean, people in Austin are very accepting and it's been great. Um, but there is, uh, like I've talked to some content creators in Dallas where like, it hasn't been the case and they've been like shunned from their personal communities. And, um, and also in cities like LA and Vegas, um, which is where a lot of like more of the production shoots happen. Um, you kind of end up just hanging out with a lot of people in the industry because that's the people that understand it and get it. And, like, and uh, which is great. There's a lot of them. Ama- I've met again, like one of the main reasons I keep doing it other than like, yeah, like the money and as well as is in the experiences, like the people that I've met, you know? Um, but I feel like it's also, I, I like, to me, I view it as like this world that I get to tap into, but I always love coming back home, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there was a point where I was thinking about doing it full time. Um, 
But if I was to do it full time, I would, in terms of with the production scenes, I'd pretty much have to move to Vegas or LA and love visiting LA. Vegas is fun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, at this point, I don't have any desire to move um, to, to, to do that full time. I I, I love, I love Austin. I love cutting hair. It is, um, it's, it's nice to have that luxury. And I feel like that's what's warranted me being in the industry for, for this while, you know? Um, Cause it was interesting going to AVN this last year being like, Oh cool. Like this, like you see the changing of the guard of performers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that bring up, Oh, do you know, like so-and-so and so-and-so I'm like, Oh yeah, they were like big, like a couple of years ago and they are still big, but now they're like shooting a Twitch channel or something. And they've mm-hmm. like, you know, they've got their, they're like, on to them not that there needs to be any next steps past adult film but like it's now there's like new performers that are becoming that are becoming mm-hmm. those popular people you know so it's cool to see that and it's cool to see the industry shift in the four years that i've been in it um that reminds me i feel like uh the the improv community in austin it runs very much the same way <laughs> really yeah like yep. there's people for several years that are like you know, the, the show, the ringers that everybody knows and are really talented and very funny. And then, you know, five years later, they're like, yeah, I think I'm bored of improv. And there's like, uh, there's constantly new people. So, um, Sarah Marie and I have done improv in Austin for about 20 years. And I actually haven't done it in a really long time. And I went back to the theater to do a show recently. And I walked in and I was like, who are these people? I don't know any of these people. I, yep. they don't know me. They have no idea how great I am. Why, why don't you know that? <laughs> you know me? What the fuck? <laughs> so do you think doing adult videos in and of itself is a kink in that you enjoy being voyeured while having sex and exposing yourself? Ex- For me personally. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's interesting. There is, I do have like a streak of voyeurism, but it's not as much as maybe other people. There's like a fine line of like things that I'm like, but if I feel like, you know, and we're talking about like outside of a video game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Like that might upset somebody. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes to being on camera itself and everybody's seeing it i i i've met many performers that are like very much into that to be honest with you it doesn't um and that in particular doesn't do anything for me oh my gosh so what drew you to it what drew me to it was this like concept of what this fear of like legitimately like any sort of insecurity or whatever about myself i was like here's me fucking online you know, like, <laughs> it is the most like, like, I remember even when I, I'm kind of the person that heads off. Like if there's something that I'm like scared of, I'm like, let's just, we're doing it, you know, uh-huh. head, right, I, head, butt right through that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like the only way, you know, through it, well, you have to just go through, well, you don't have to go through it. You don't have to do porn, but that's just <laughs> <laughs> you hear that everybody, if you're afraid of doing porn, Link porn. says you got to go do it right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Do it. It's the only way. It's like that. What was it? Shiloh. Just do it. 
Um, so it made you somebody brought it up and it made you insecure or not insecure, but like you're like, oh, that seems like uncomfortable in some way. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, Literally. concepts of like, you're kind of like everyone, I feel like at some point in their life to some degree has had that like insecurity about their body or their insecurity. Sure. But I was like, all right, I'm just going to put it out there. It's just going to be like put it in a situation where like maybe there's so much shame that there's no shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's come full circle all the way back around. Right. Exactly. And, and it was also a cool environment to be able to explore different sexual endeavors in a very safe environment like my first threesome was on camera and which was daunting i will say being the very first um but you know it was one of those things where i was like okay well maybe i would have had one in my personal life but it was cool that it was like the first like that was the thing that expedited that happening you know Mm. so and also um, there's things that I've just learned to love about it. Like I love how in a scene or even if I'm shooting with someone, cause it, it, the, the rules are the same, at least in terms of how I do the whole conduct and paperwork, the testing, the boundary talks, being able to talk about like everything you're okay with and not okay with. And just like, you know, a lot of people, I feel like sex is still taboo to a lot of the population to some degree. Um, even though it's something that like, damn everybody's interested <laughs> so um it's cool to be in an environment where people are so communicative which ultimately leads to a much better like experience both like in for the scene as well as in your personal life being able to talk about those things like without it being a problem because it's just like a mm-hmm. you know it, 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 you've cleared everything that Hey, I'm into this. I'm thinking about this. This doesn't work. Well, then you don't have to worry about that. Now you know what this person like enjoys. You know what this person doesn't like. So you can at least just better sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. So I've loved how it's kind of opened up more of that dialogue, and it and it's it's it, it's just normal to me. Like it, it, it's almost yeah. normal to. It's weird to be weird about it in my mind, even though like that's not the general like. Situation. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Same. I, I I think about all the time. One of my favorite things about like being in the King community and having done it for a long time is being around people with like a high level of detail and communication skills, and also like being with poly people. It's like b- that combo of people have like such good communication and compassion skills, and like the ability to like the insights to see like types of things that could happen. Like one of the ones I bring up is one of the Austin poly kinky groups that I'm in. There was a post once where somebody was like, Oh, okay. I have somebody who wants to do like a primal kidnapping drowning scene. And they would like me to like pretend to drown them in a pool. Um, does anybody have any ideas for good, for uh, good, uh, safety triggers because they, won't be able to verbalize and it'll be underwater. Like what's a way to signal figuring out like if I need to get out of it underwater. And I was, I love that post so much, especially all the responses and all the ideas people came up with and things they had done. And I love that response because everybody was just like, yeah, this is a normal thing to talk about. I'm glad we thought about this detail. And, and the truth of it is, is like, you're doing that. So, and I'm sure, you know, this is like a sadist and stuff. It's easiest to get really into it when you have all the safety bounds around. Like if I'm drowning somebody and I don't have that type of 
uh, basis around me, the all I'm going to be thinking about is, are you live? 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 What's going on? Yeah, no. And then also being a switch, I'm like, I know that that's like frustrating as a sub to be like, yes, I'm fine. Please keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, it goes both ways, right? So it's like yeah. either one, you might be like, is this okay? And the other person might be like, you can go more. What's the deal? You know? <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it, that communication is great. Like I've even, you know, just experience, like with, with consensual non consent CNC, that kind of stuff. Like it's you, there's a lot of communication that's like needed, but it's like cool to be able to like play with that fantasy and mm-hmm. in a safe environment and like, you know, th- that I don't know, there's something beautiful to that to me. Like, I, I personally think like there is, and, and you know, I, I try not to get super woo, but I definitely think that there is like a creative thing to like sexual energy uh and i don't think that's super woo at all i think that's natural law in about a hundred years they're going to be looking back on us dum-dums and being like sex magic was real idiots so (laughs) they never acknowledged that their energy was energy right what Yeah, right? it's literally it's literally the act that we use to create human souls right <laughs> so which is probably one of the like there are so many things about the human existence that are just unexplainable like consciousness the fact that we're creative all of that that all starts with fucking <laughs> so <laughs> there must be something magical going on there well and we also talk about like Tosin, I think you beautifully mentioned maybe it was the butt stuff episode about how if more like mainly heterosexual gentlemen could just lean in to like sucking a dick every once in a while, like all or letting that, a guy suck their dick, it would alleviate a lot of that like toxic level masculinity that happens. And when you talk about things like consensual non-consent, I feel like people outside look at it and go, why would you want to pretend that? Isn't that going to lead to non-consensual? Instead of understanding that the very nature of communication and play, like alleviates and collaborates in this beautiful, artistic, like healing way, which is so lovely. And Go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, I was like, I often when I'm explaining like why I'm in or people are generally into CNC is because many people have experiences with like non safe sexual connection. Right. And a lot of the people's first ideas are like, Oh, well, they're just like redeeming their traumas and like reclaiming bad situations that they're in. And I'm like, these people have experienced the deepest kind of betrayal. So CNC well communicated and well done is the deepest kind of safety. It is literally saying I am going to, we have created a space where I can be the most horrible version of this act, knowing underneath that, that we trust each other enough to do that to each other. And that's more the most safe, the most secure, the most intimate thing. <laughs> and so, Absolutely. It's, it's, that's, what's cool about, and, and kind of times the first thing to whether it's like, I, with, with, I don't know what the exact comment was like with the guy or suck a dick or whatever, but, <laughs> but this concept of like getting to, cause a lot of like sexual norms have just been put on us from just upbringing or, you know, whether it's upbringing, religion, whatever. So there's a whole bunch of stuff, cultural influence. Um, but it's to be able to like question that for yourself. Like, for example, like I've shot with um, trans performers and there's like 
transformers that I want to shoot with. And it's, it's one of those things where, especially coming from like a middle Eastern background, uh, where like all of the typical, you know, archetype of like, a lot of toxic masculine traits was like what I was brought up in, but it's this whole concept of like, okay, but like, what, ex- like, what else, what do I like? What do I not like? What do I like being able to like actually explore that a little bit? That's what the King community is really cool about is because you get to kind of play around with that and just see things that you're into. It's, it's, it's a creative field that you can kind of play around in and just, you know, see what, 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 what does it for you or, you know, what maybe something doesn't do it for you. And that, that in and of itself can be fluid, you know, um, or that can shift throughout time or maybe it doesn't, but like, that's what I think it's cool about. It's just this whole, it's like a, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a wave, you know? Yeah. Allowing ourselves to be impermanent, allowing ourselves to change, right. Allowing ourselves to try it once and go, you know what? I didn't like that butt stuff or whatever. (laughs) And it not being like a permanent, Hmm judgment on you as a as a person which i think happens a lot in the in the fear areas of people's lives which is sad yeah yeah and i i think a a crime not a crime but something that makes me so sad about people who are like sexually repressed or don't talk about sex a lot is they have an idea that you know sexuality comes in pre-made bundles and it's like it, the thing that the kink community and BDSM community and performers and content creators have all figured out is like whatever 20 things you put in this, what is sex bundle, you know, heterosexual in these three positions for this amount of time to reach an orgasm in a certain amount of time, all those things, you can pick and choose and change all of them. That would be like if all music only was allowed to be in one key. That would be like if all like paintings could only use like four colors and four segments. It doesn't make sense to do that. It's all about the like, what happens if I shift this tiny detail and build these things? And then you get to create perfection kind of experiences. And it, it, it still surprised me to this day because I've done it a lot that when I describe something that's like some alt, like tiny variable change and people are like, whoa, actually just happened with me and Casey earlier. Do you mind if I tell about our No, go ahead. Co- it was a great conversation. conversation. So I was, <laughs> I'm, uh, overly fixated. I really like eating pussy, and it's and, <laughs> it's, it's and and for me, it is because it's like regulating to my nervous system, and so like I can tell, like, and I missed my weekly appointment with a partner of mine because I had to deal with some, some medical stuff, and so you know, I'm <laughs> my nervous system is agitated, and so I was talking to Casey, and I was just like, hey, uh, I, I was just like, man, I I would it would it would just be great. If I could just find like somebody nearby and be like, you can watch TikToks and watch a movie or read a book. You don't have to pay attention to me. I just need to do this for 90 minutes so that I, my nervous system relaxes. <laughs> and Casey was like, wait a minute. You mean you don't even care if you participate? Like you're not trying to like make orgasms happen. And I was like, obviously I want people to be pleasured and all those other things. But if you're asking me, why am I here doing this thing? It is the perfect combination of sensory things that is just meditative and settling for my soul. So if you're not bothered, I'm there to be doing the thing I'm doing. <laughs> Where we end up is up to you. If you tell me you want to move things and all that, but yeah, I would totally just be like, thanks for the 90 minutes. 
Go on about your day. Keep doing your thing. I, it's funny you said because I totally have a thing where like, I think it comes down to like a worship kink where it's like, yeah. Let me <laughs> Tosin, hardcore thumbs up. Wait, go on. You have the same worship kink as Tosin? I, I, I love that concept of like, in, in fact, in all, even when it comes to sex in my personal life, where it's kind of like the first thing that I want to be doing is probably going down. And it's interesting because, and also talking about being a switch, it's interesting because even in like playing the Dom role at the, as you know, everybody who's like well-versed in in the kink community, I'm not really the one, I'm given the control. I'm not the one where the control is coming from. The control comes from the sub. So like, it's interesting because even in me being dominant and like as aggressive as I've been for certain scenes or whatever it is, it all comes down to like, at least for me, it's not coming from the fact of the exact specific thing that I'm doing to said person. It's that in doing the thing that the person likes, mm. and it's a service like kink kind of thing. And, and it's, um, yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because, and, and especially whenever like I've played more of like a submissive role in, in uh, my personal life, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. Submissive or not, I'm kind of like, yeah, let me just go down on you. It's just, <laughs> it always makes me so happy when I hear men say that. Indeed. Uh, yeah. There's period. End of sentence. I also, I just like imagining like Link as a Dom being like, I'm going to go down on you. I know, right? Oh, Link as a oh, sub no. being like, please, uh, okay. may I please go down on you? Like those being the same act, but the energy being so completely different is such a beautiful articulation. Yeah, yeah it, it's fun to play through both facets, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Do you have a, a safe word that you exercise during scenes? Has anybody yelled pineapple in the middle of <laughs> uh, pineapple? <laughs> I, like, I would say I've just gone with like red, yellow, like just the tip. tip uh-huh. Those those are the most straightforward, you know, and, and is it, or if there's like no communications possible, it's like, okay, if I'm choking you, um, like, you know, two or three taps on, on, you know, like, or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. Um, but generally just sticking to that because it's the most, like everybody tends to know it or understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's also easy to relate. It's like a stoplight. It's kind of like, okay, yellow is like, okay, back off. Like that's a little bit, that was a little, you know, and mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, complete stop, like check in all that kind of deal. Um, so generally just that I've never really used anything like, and I unfortunately don't have a, a, a fun safe word story. It's, it's I've always stuck to the, <laughs> the tried and true, you know? The standards. Y'all have a fun uh, safe word? <laughs> no, I think everybody does red, yellow, green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I hear fruit jokes a lot, though. Pineapple or banana. I don't know if that's just a joke. Is but- it a, <laughs> thing, a swinger thing? Oh, is oh. it? Is it? Well, well, I'm not saying it as a statement, but isn't like the the actual pineapple imagery itself? I've heard about oh. like just having pineapples around their elderly care facilities that tend to have like sexually active couples in it. Having pineapple imagery uh, lets people know without having to discuss it that like, oh, I'm in the swinging, and like when it was a little bit more taboo to do it in general, that was also like the Jesus fish of swinging. Oh my gosh. And what a, what a just hilarious, um, just sketch opportunity when you get that grandma that just like really likes pineapples, you know what I mean? Cause you, 
you just like pick your animal and then you buy everything in that animal or fruit or whatever. I love Their grandkids are like, she just really likes pineapple shirts. And we're just eating <laughs> words. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Everyone here at this ringing, the retirement community is so friendly. They keep asking me if I want to swing, but I don't have the hips. Like, everyone's very flirty with me here. <laughs> um, I, I want to know where the pineapple came from, though. Like, where did, why was it a pineapple? Hawaii. Yeah. No, just kidding. Sarah Marie's on it. She'll find out. Um, has, has been, has being in the adult entertainment industry for the last four years affected your personal relationships? I mean, specifically with like romantic relationships, not like your buds. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, you know, it, it can be one of those things where sometimes when you bring up, you're like, Hey, this is what I, you know, also do for work. People are like, I, this is, I, it's never been verbalized, but it's more like, I like sense it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it, th- there's been, it's an interesting, um, I know this sounds funny because it usually comes from like the female side, but like, there's been times where I've like, when I was first starting and, and like, there'd be girls to be like, oh, like you do that. Like, I was just viewed as like a sexual object, <laughs> <laughs> which I know is like, generally it's the other end, you know what I mean? But uh-huh. it was odd because I remember like, they would keep referencing to it. And they, and I'm just like, yeah, like it's a thing that you know I do, but like I'm also a whole person. Yeah, exactly. So like, exactly, you know, you know how it goes. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> so um, that was odd. Also, like you know, I found that sometimes it can be difficult for someone who's not in the street to wrap their head around that concept and mm. like dating in that realm. Um, which is why there's often like performers end up dating performers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something that's like, oh yeah, that's the only thing I do. It's just that uh, at least I feel like it maybe pops up. Like there's like this one, uh, there's somebody I was talking to that was like, oh, you do like, I wouldn't be okay with that. And I was like, okay, we just start talking. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I'm uh, just matching. This is a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay. Well, we're jumping forward here. But, but, um, but uh, yeah, I feel like it, it's sometimes just because it's it is one of those things that uh, there isn't a lot of you know people there isn't a lot of dialogue on it, which is why I love the concept of this as well as I love the concept of like I talk to my clients about it, not like I don't put it in their face, but when it comes up, like and a lot of my clients have known for a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, and um, just for the sake of being able to be like. I try to always, whenever it's probably be like, yeah, if you have any questions, let me know. Just for the sake of like, hey, let me tell you about the things that you don't know because every other industry you can generally figure that out or find that out. Mm-hmm. But this industry, like, there's still this bit of like people. Are like, well, how does it go? How is a pro scene? How is how is the dynamic of all of this? You know. Um, so I like to just that. I've not saying like I individually am doing something that other people aren't, but I like the concept of being able to like shed light on it so that it is not an unknown and people understand it more and hopefully as a result like it becomes more of an acceptable thing in you know society i will say like there's still a lot of issues with credit card processors like you know working Mm -hmm. with that compensate sex workers and you know i think there's a long way to go I don't even know if it'll be in my lifetime, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it'll be, uh, if I could just like, it help a little bit, you know, towards that progression. Like I, I, that, that thought makes me happy. 
Yeah, you can't yeah. change the world, but you can make a dent. Exactly. Mm. Uh, speaking of making an, a dent, what exactly does an upside down pineapple mean? Mm. You might be shocked to learn that pineapples aren't just a sweet tropical fruit. The upside down pineapple is a symbol someone used as a secret code by swingers searching for a swinger party on their cruise ship. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Upside down pineapple pin as well. And that's not only cruise ships, um, like a pineapple on someone's mailbox says that their uh, house that swings and an upside down pineapple is someone looking for a right side up pineapple to match their pineapple so they mm. can all have pineapples together. Yeah. So it happened because of cruise ships. Mm, Maybe yeah. it doesn't have like the etymology of the the actual thing I haven't located yet, but I don't want to look that long because I want to give all my attention to Link, but it exists. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, cru cruise ship origination makes sense. Yeah. It's, something, it's something that isn't suspicious. And so, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Aren't there like swinger cruises or something? Isn't that oh, like I'm yes. sure. Oh, totally. totally. I mean, yeah. there's a huge, there's a huge swinger club in Austin. That's yeah, just yeah. Like, <laughs> it's expensive. To, well, it's expensive if you have a penis. So Link, Link is Link and I have been to a shrine party together, which was cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So he he and one of our other friends. It was the it was the party where we saw Chalky and his mm. needle paddle with his needle hairbrush. Yeah, we wow. all witnessed that together. <laughs> wow, that was pretty. That was pretty rad. That was an awesome. Uh, man, that thing is brutal. Oh, Tosin, that's also where you know Link from. Yeah, I was like, oh, you're you, standing you, right you, next to him. You yeah. were there too. Yeah, the, uh, the exit entrance right as we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I liked your fit. It looked very flowy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a my it was a wedding outfit for when my dad got married. It was that Nigerian outfit that I was wearing. Uh, oh my it, gosh. I was, I was like, you look very comfortable and I love that for you. That was yeah. great. That was it was great. it was the thing I learned from the first one because I like got a pink suit and like did did like rope like uh like shibari suspenders and stuff and like wore like a suit jacket and everything and i was like this is too hot for this place <laughs> <laughs> and i need to be comfortable with lots of airflow like an hour in i was like well my my penis is out of commission it's too sweaty down there now <laughs> uh, pants will be staying on yeah nobody nobody go there do you have any like what is how do you have any hilarious and or terrible stories from making a scene like was there know. a day that tell you us your had... porn bloopers yeah, yeah. What is, tell us the porn blooper is there any trick to consistently having an erect penis or have you ever been met with like oh no i had burritos last night and now i have to do my porn scene <laughs> <laughs> i will say people generally tend to like know that okay i have a scene coming up so i tend to like prepare in one way or another okay. uh, you know, that's not, I've heard stories of people, but in my effort to try to work with people that are, you know, reliable, <laughs> I, I thankfully haven't had like too many issues or I can't think of any off the top of my head, but in terms of like staying hard during a scene, it's, I mean, the, the, you'll often come across, it's pretty common for performers with a penis to use, uh, whether it be some sort of like Viagra like thing. I've used that for scenes. It's interesting though, because at the end of it, for me, it's just getting in my head. Mm. Uh, so, because you're already thinking about like, okay, you know, 
this is what I have to do. And I have to open up to the camera and then we got this and like, it's, everything is very, um, no, it, all the sets are very normal. Like usually before the pop shot, you are like, you usually shoot and it, some people refer to it as like shoot to pop where a pop shot is where you come on camera. Yes. Yeah. So, and there is some people refer of a, of a different instance, which is shoot to pop or just shoot until you pop. But that's usually not how these scenes go because honestly, like a lot of the times guys are just trying to stay hard. Like a lot of times, like yeah. I've had, I've heard questions of people to people in the industry just being like, uh, wouldn't the guy come really fast? I'm like, look, man, you, you put like a camera and all these people staring at you. Like it's, it's some people, if, if you're coming too fast, it's, it's probably isn't the industry for you. Um, so it's a bit more of, um, I, I've taken like the, like Viagra, but it's, 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 it's more of like the placebo of like, I tell myself I've taken a thing because I've realized that the performance just really isn't much different. It's more of that. Like I can tell myself I took a thing and therefore I'm like, not in my head, you know, mm-hmm. um, you will, you will work regardless of how I feel. Yeah, it's actually it's actually one of the questions that I had written down was like, do I have practices for having a reliable dick. <laughs> um, this is a good one. I remember I was on I was this scene. I actually I wasn't I was on the set, but I was an extra. It was a uh, nine person orgy. Well, hold on. I'm sorry. I was listening, but then it just registered that you said nine person orgy. <laughs> I like that Link was thinking about it. Like Link was like, I don't want to leave anybody out. I don't want to be there. Was and there was Beth Ann or pineapples. And it was, it was, it was nine. I'm trying to remember because it was, was it five? It was two dads, two moms. Six. Pineapples. Yeah. It was it was a bunch of people fucking in a row, <laughs> and, and, as people do. <laughs> and I was like, just supposed to be background. Like it, it started off as a ballroom dance, and it was supposed to be like, of a- course it did. Yeah, and this was like in LA and like uh, out west, um, and it was like at straight up like imagine like the kind of home like kind of I don't want to say mansion like giant man, but kind of mansion home out in like the hills of like you know west LA. Um, often these spots they'll go use the same home because not everybody's cool with having porn shot in their home. Um, so when they find some really nice house, they'll tend to keep using that person, you know, uh, or, or like you know having you know paying them to rent it out. Um, but in this scene, it's interesting because uh, imagine like a there's a U shaped couch and there was like six or whatever people fucking on on this couch. And we were supposed to be standing in the background, just kind of like watching, like, this is so hot. Like, you know, <laughs> which, which like, this is what I'm doing. I'm just like, and I'm like staring. <laughs> I'm for, a, for our listeners out there, Link is like nodding his head and biting his lip and making sexy face yeah. and being like, but, yeah. If you're a TikTok reality, fan, he's making the Chad face. Yeah. In reality, I'm looking between like four different stationary spots that's not at anyone's face directly. And like, I'm zoning out. I'm literally just <laughs> like, and, and it was interesting because I was kind of like, you start to dissociate. <laughs> and like, this, at this, like, you know, you're pretty normal. You get used to people fucking around you, you know? And, and so um, I remember at one point there was this one, which I will say people are very professional on set. Um, 
if anyone is to be more flirty, it's going to be the girl. Um, and whatever happens offset is really indicative of that and her, you know, if anything happens offset and there's one performer in particular that was, um, very forward with everybody and was like, you could tell like, I'm, I'm here to fuck. Like it was just <laughs> like no clothes on, like way before anything was being filmed, which I get it, whatever, you know, people are getting naked anyways, but, um, at one point I'm, I'm behind so what happened was there it was a three-piece sectional like half circle and people started to like fuck it back so everybody <laughs> is like, separating so they're like all right extras, like you're gonna like come up with you're gonna like be the door st- or like the not door st- <laughs> couch stop you know so now i'm i'm you know putting imagine like the the back of the couch my hands are on the back but i'm leaning over it as to like stop it but i'm like you know looking around like oh this is so hot and i'm literally looking over like some guy's shoulder a performer's shoulder who's like you know fucking this one girl um and it's interesting because he was at one point he's getting head so he's on the couch i'm over like the left of his shoulder and the girl's like uh blowing him facing towards my direction i'm kind of doing my like going between a couple stationary spots and then this is that one girl who was like very enthusiastic about being on set. I look over and like I she's staring me dead in the eyes while blowing, <laughs> like just like guys. Like, I, like, I was like shoot on over and I was like, okay. and like I look back and it's like again just like staring and I'm like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny. A couple minutes later, as I start to kind of just zone out again. Um, cause as an extra, you're, you're just the body in the room. You're not, you're not, uh, it, it, you're not doing much of the performing. It's, it's, you're just there for more just background, you know? So this is, this was an easy like scene for me. Um, I realized at one point the guy, so I'm standing over same situation. The guy is like in front of me on the couch. And then the girl is like doggy from like ass to the left head to the right, like blowing him. But he's not hard because, like, it happens, you know? Mm-hmm. But they're still filming. And so her head is, like, blocking the shot from the director's camera. So, like, you just see the back of her head. And she's, like, gagging on his cock. But he, she's So just, kind. He's so kind. But she's just bobbing her head back and forth and shoving her fingers down her throat. <laughs> and just, like, making the gagging sound to, like, you know... So there's definitely a lot of stuff behind the camera that you don't like. Oh, that guy probably felt so bad. Every well, time he watches that porn, he's like, oh, what a shame. It's kind of like it happens relatively regularly. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I was thinking of like, I am. I imagine that's like a more of a like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I, I just give me like four minutes and I think about what's <laughs> under my dick for a second. Just let me, I'm just going to take a quick standing nap <laughs> and you gag yourself with those fingers you kind soul <laughs> and I, that makes sense because if you're over like how long are you shooting that scene if you're at a certain point you're just gonna like go numb i assume so this scene was interesting because you have so many bodies and that was another thing she was doing that and also staring at me in the eyes oh God. so she oh, i'm sorry this was the flirty girl so she's gagging herself with her fingers staring you in the eye yeah again she did it's not very complicated <laughs> This is hilarious. Nope. So pineapple, uh, pineapple. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I will say 
it's uh there's a lot of stuff you know kind of like that behind the scenes you you uh um like i remember i shot i also love filming like it's like just being behind the camera um there was at avian my friend who i was staying with she was um shooting a orgy scene and i just decided to like not participate i was just kind of like i'll just you know i'll just direct it or whatever not directed, just shoot, just play cameraman. Um, but it's interesting because different people had like, okay, well, like I, uh, this isn't always how it goes, but it just depends. Sometimes when you get, you know, you're planning stuff last second at a convention of like figuring all the consent, and everything. This person's like, oh, I'm not doing food exchange, so like you can't actually eat me out. But I'm gonna pretend to eat you out, and we're gonna be. And so it was like four girls and one guy, right? And so I'm supposed to get these angles where if I get too close, like the girl's doing this and eating out like the girl from, you know, bent over doggy, but like, she's not actually like eating her out or it's like her upper thigh or her like, uh-huh. so like I'm supposed to get these angles and get everybody in there, but also not reveal that. So like get an angle where that's hidden. And there's like a lot that sometimes it's like work and like, don't get me wrong. We all have sex. It's all great. And like, whatever. And, you know, but like it's, it's, Generally, I feel like some like sometimes you're like, okay, there's, we got to count for a lot here, you know. I'm sorry, who would decide to film a porn and, and them also be like, oh, also, uh, no fluid exchange. So this was Isn't that- a very unique experience where um, there was a week, two weeks before um, the scene was shot. There's a moratorium in the industry which basically means there's like a stop to all shooting because like of some outbreak of something. And it's just to like, okay, wait, let's find like patient zero. Let's just, you know, sort this all out before we continue shooting. So this had happened. And then at the same time, there was a questioning of um, the main testing company that all the pro companies use and go through and about how they should be doing their testing. And like the addition of swabs in testing so there's there's which is a good thing i mean it's good to have that dialogue of like for safety but so this was right before avn so people um more or less think about the standards of what there were for testing were like now we're going to try to figure out what the new standards are so everybody was kind of like not certain on what they're like comfortable with you know so at this so create a specific situation where like because the dust hadn't settled with all of that, everyone had their own like specific like boundaries with it. I personally was like, I'm just gonna take a break out of this for right now and, and not Wait, shoot. I'm gonna go cut some hair. I'll be back when this blows over. <laughs> exactly when you when it's figured out, you know. But um, but that's why it was like this particular scenario was was like because usually it's not like that. Um, but it created an interesting you know situation. But it's like kind of it's fun to adapt to that, and I and I do like the pop shot was great. I was like over the. You know, the four girls were on the uh, on their knees, facing towards the guy. I was on the bed over his left shoulder, and it was just like this. <laughs> chef's kiss. Yeah, just amazing. I don't know. I was, I was. Sir, that you know, orgasm was chef's kiss. It was. It was I, I'm like, I feel just as, as I don't know, accomplished shooting it as like performing. Have you ever considered just moving to directing? I have thought about it. In all honesty, um, which. I've thought about maybe like focusing a bit more on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can make the artsy stuff that you yeah. love so much. Exactly. 
So well, I'll, I'll hit you up for my volume two project because I I can't like I would love to do the camera work, but I'm participating. But for context, I have an album called Climax Compositions where I had people send me their orgasms and I wrote music to it. Um, so, for, but for volume two, um, I want I want it's called Climax Compositions uh, Live Collabs, where I want to where I want to be the one giving them the orgasm and. Uh, but I want to shoot it in like a super artistic way and then like be able to score that whole scene and then like release it, both the videos and all those things. But my current stopping point is like, I have two people who are said like, I'm into it, let's do it. Um, but I, my current stopping point is like, I need somebody else to do all of the audio and shooting stuff for it. So. Yeah. I haven't had a lot of experience with audio itself, but in terms of the actual video footage, like I do, I do love being on the so is is do you can is this your creative outlet this is definitely one of my creative outlets it is it is um again i feel like i kind of have a bit a couple um i've been one of my other creative outlets it's like i love drumming i it's, it's something that's um i've been i used to play in like local bands back in the dc area that's that's i've been focusing a bit more on that recently uh at home uh sex work is also one of them um and i haven't done it in a while but i used to and i've been thinking about it but i used to do a bit of like charcoal drawing and like painting um but i just feel like uh i need at least one creative outlet if not maybe two Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to kind of keep me sane Cause I just need that variety that to have that focus on like more than one thing. And especially with the content creation side of things, that's much more the creative outlet with sex work for me. Like don't get, I love shooting for um, some like the production companies that I've shot for and I'd love to shoot more, but it, it, you really get to show your own, you get to play director, you know, mm-hmm. it's that like the content creation and the, you know, whether it be collabing with other people, or even shooting like some people do solo work. Um, I recently, when when Sadie was in town, she shot with another um, uh, person in the industry. Uh, she's from Dallas, I think. Uh, I think her name is uh, it's Jillian Antonia, and she does a lot of uh, it's solo or with like another girl, but it's like really like artistically shot, like beautiful just photography and um i don't know it's just always cool to see like what other people are doing and what facet and sometimes you're like oh you do something similar but like with your own spin on it mm-hmm. and it's it's i don't know it's always cool to see that and some people do and that's not to say that everything needs to be artistic so that there's a market for all the amateur stuff people to be honest like the amateur shot stuff people love that people buy it uh because it feels more authentic to them it's it's mm-hmm. interesting like I mean, I can view the whole like sensual and very artistic thing as more authentic, but like sometimes some people view more of that, like it's just shot on, like it looks like it's just on a phone and whatever. It's like more of an authentic experience, but that's, it's feeding into multiple people's kinks, multiple people's desires, multiple people's like, that's what I think is cool about it. Like if you think you can think about it as a kink, it's probably been done or someone's done it or, you know, and I, and I think that's, that's, that's what's really cool about sex work you know yeah many facets of it like and i have to say there's there's different dynamics too there's you know everything from cam girls to 
strippers to escorts to you know uh, people that just want to show their feet but they don't want their feet to do anything they just want to show their feet and everyone's okay with that you know it's it, whatever whatever floats your boat you know <laughs> I floats my boat Sam Marie I floats it hard thank you Tosin uh, so you've been doing this for four years do you anticipate you'll be doing it for another four years I approach all of this with a um let's like every year I'm like Let's see what happens. Like, mm -hmm. um, I used to have a very, I'm in it or I'm not kind of uh, approach to it. And just as of recently, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just go with like, as long as I'm still enjoying it, I'll keep doing it. As of this point, I am still enjoying it. Um, I would like to keep pursuing it, but I'm kind of allowing this year for me to focus on other aspects of my life, maybe like a bit more travel outside of just work. Because Last year was like monthly travel to LA or Vegas and just, you know, for shoots or for something like that. And now I'm kind of like, well, let me pull away and just do like, Hey, I haven't like, when's the last time I've traveled not for work? And I'm like, that's, it's been a minute. So <laughs> I'm, I'm still, as of this point, um, I believe I will be continuing in it, but I, I think I'm going to take a bit more of like, a, I'll be a bit more selective, you know? Yeah. Sure, you get to that point in your artistry or mastery where you're like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm only going to do this very specific thing that I love. Yeah. And also, like, I, who knows, it might be a point where, like, maybe I transition more into directing or maybe I shoot more of the artistic stuff. I, I kind of, I try not to, um, I was actually just talking to a friend about it today where I'm like, I'm just going to see where it leads me next. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's yeah. good well, practice. If you, do, if you do get into directing, please keep me on the short list for scoring your films. I dreams. Wilson is an amazing musician. Yeah. yeah. I, I play piano. <laughs> and yeah, no, I like film composing. My two like early life dreams has been film composing in general and uh, porn directing. Like I've thought about that for like forever. And I literally know exactly the scene that made me be like, I need to shoot porn. This is, this is a world that has so many nuggets in it that I need to be like deep inside. Oh and my gosh. This is what I want to know from everybody. Like what your favorite making love or having sex scene, like just off the top of your head, it doesn't have to be like the number one position, but now I like Tosin, what's the scene or the porn that you saw that you were like, I must do this. There's a scene with Manuel Ferreira that it's in a parking lot with a performer. I want, I keep wanting to say Angela white, but it's not Angela white. It's somebody else. Um, that, and like, I, this is a segment of my life where I was watching tons and tons of porn. So I'm like, I, I had kind of gotten a sense for, you know, the difference between, you know, I'm pretending by gagging myself with the fingers in it and someone's having a genuine, genuinely breakthrough sexual experience. And the idea and, Manuel Ferreira does this most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, it's like whatever performer that he's with, they are like having a breakthrough sexual experience. Um, but this one in particular, like it, it, this, this woman needed that type of sex in her soul and like had pretty much like, I don't want to say an emotional breakdown. Like I would more great as an emotional breakthrough and the way that like Manuel, like 
took care of her and they're naked in the middle of a garage floor and she's sitting on top of him and she like starts to like cry and like like utter over and over like 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 this is so good like i love you i love this i love you i love this and like he can tell that like she's about to go through something and he's like taking care of her and the way that that like transitions back into like the best fucking part of the scene is like i was like i this is all of the things everyone capture this <laughs> this is so good um is the one that sticks in my head of a very like the one the, the one that like what was i think the, of what was the name of the film do you remember uh i don't remember the name of the film um I can find it pretty quick when like somebody else is asking a question because, but I don't remember the name of the other performer because every time I want to say it's Angela White, but it's a different a name person. Hmm. Um, how, how about you, Casey? Do you remember like a particular making of the love scene captured in cinema that you went, Whoa, I, the, the, the things that are immediately coming to mind when you ask me that question are only awkward sex scene viewing moments. <laughs> okay. So I don't remember. Oh, fuck. What film was it? This was like 10 years ago. I worked at a company. It was doing lighting again. And we had, it was, so it was an LED screen company that made stuff for the entertainment industry. Um, and we had this product called Stealth Panels. And when they were off, they were totally invisible. And when they were on, it was this wall of light and you could put video on them. And um, we had a big panel, a big wall of them hanging in our warehouse because we had to do testing on them. And for some reason, one day <laughs> my coworkers put a movie on uh i really wish i could remember the name of the movie because everybody would go oh that sex scene anyways we're all like it's and i this is a male-dominated industry so this is like young 20-something casey hanging out with like um probably three different dudes who are older mm. and we're all watching this <laughs> film on this stealth screen and all of a sudden the most gratuitous sex scene comes on ever at work on a huge screen and it's like this gorgeous dark haired woman with like fake tits that are amazing and like the dudes behind her like grabbing her tits and like fucking <laughs> her from behind and I was just like what do I do like this sex scene is great but like this situation is not if HR walks in right now we're all fired I am very uncomfortable I don't know what's happening <laughs> so that moment sticks in my mind as a sex scene where I was like oh no this is bad and then the other sex scene that'll come to mind for the rest of my life Sarah Marie is the sex scene in that vampire movie that you watched <laughs> what fucking which, movie was that which one thirst the Korean Park no. Wook. No, uh, the one with like the the, the lips, lips of blood, lips of blood. It was the goofiest sex scene I've ever seen in my life. Like whoever directed that sex scene has no idea. Fucking Jean Roland, the dumpster it fire of like French Link, cinema. We rewound it and watched it like five times. Lip, lips of was... blood is the only one that I had. Like I was like, I gotta go find this one and listen to it because you were talking about it, and I was like, I I have to see what they're talking about. Did you watch it? I skimmed the sex scenes and I was like, this is odd. <laughs> it's very, very odd. And then the second one that we watched that our episode just came out had an even odd, like the wrong way to shoot a sex scene was this sex scene. It was two women. And I'm trying, I can't articulate how fucking weird the body posture was. Like this one woman was like curled over in child's pose. And the other one was curled on top of her and just like gumming on her thigh. <laughs> in, the, in like the weirdest 
in no way was it centrally connected at all it was so weird like what's going on right now yeah just like <laughs> what, are, what do these people think sex is i'm looking for i took a picture of the tv screen i'm trying to find it because it's also i was, I was about to be like if like if you can find a picture of the scene i and if it's like a regular mainstream movie i have a very good catalog <sighs> of sex scenes and movies this isn't this isn't as ridiculous as it actually was but it kind of summates it kind of summates it let me see if i can oh you're talking about um fuck that fucking fucking face holds on i'm gonna vm what is he doing that's not lips of blood no that's not lips of, of blood that is there we go i like bats Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> I've never seen that. So one. this, what you don't, what you're not are, are doggy this... style, like what do, uh, doggy position is on tabletop or non-tabletop Tosin that came from this film. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. So this guy is like the goofiest look on his face. He's smi- He's smiling like a hyena, and he's just <laughs> laughing like a child. And he's grabbing her breasts and literally like not touching them in any way that breasts would want to be touched. And like, like, just like oh, and just like, like. I don't think his dick it is he's not even faking that his dick is going in her vagina. He's just like rubbing it around on her backside and like so much is Good going stuff. on and like at all at the same time and you're just like this is a hundred percent incorrect and I need to see it eight four times. <laughs> Dance. It was the funniest shit. Very, very was, weird. Was it a short clip or was it like a long clip? It was long enough that we could rewind it and like watch it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. But short enough to where no answers were given. Were given whatsoever. Yeah. Nope. It's ups- it was upsetting because I could have watched it for at least five minutes. <laughs> I need to yeah. I like right? bats. I like, I'm taking a note of this. It's it um, a goofy fucking film. It's huh. part of the, um, oh shoot, not Copenhagen. Czechoslovakia, it's part of the the Czechoslovakia and the Czech film uh, genre, which is like a really interesting, weird art genre all on its own. It, it says <laughs> Grzegor's yep. Shop. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sarah Marie, now, now you, what sex scene did you You make? know, I was trying to think because... I don't watch much porn. In fact, I Googled Link's name to see if I could see any of his work or at least a, a picture. And I was like, oh, I just saw this gentleman's penis and now I'm talking to this gentleman. <laughs> I, just, I just saw the porn. But I was, I made a list of um, like famously sensual films to watch through because I've only really seen a lot of mainstream. And you know, I love love and romance. But I started watching this film um, today called In the Realm of the Senses, which is a Japanese 1976 erotic film that has unsimulated sexual activity in it. And I started watching it. I was like, that's a penis. They're showing me a full (laughs) penis. Am I watching porn right now? exactly i was like oh this is a vagina oh that's penetration i'm watching penetration i like had to go and research and i don't think i'm going to keep watching film just because i don't think the film is interesting to me and i don't know like i've got to know that they had a safe set in general which maybe they have i don't know i might go back to it but i I was thinking do what go ahead i was thinking about like really good 
sensual cinema in the most mainstream areas. And I think Desperado is like right up at the top of my list on just the ability to give elicit an emotional response through the art of like storytelling and making love. I think, I think, I think. Yeah. I give, I give black Swan that award. Oh, sure. Um, I give it's too much anxiety for me to like actually enjoy the sexual release in that film mm -hmm. though. Cause it's like mm, something she's not okay. She needs therapy, you know? <laughs> uh, I, Casey, I don't want to interrupt your, your question sheet if you got it, but I, I got, I got a few for do it. Link. I have one more. I'll ask yeah, we'll do that one. Um, as a Wait, sadist, did link say his favorite making love scene in a movie? It has to be a not, not porn movie. I mean, no, I gave a porn one. A porn as well, yeah. I think one of my favorite porn scenes that I remember was um, back when Danny Daniels was performing pretty regularly. It was her first um, boy-girl scene, so she had only shot with girls. And I think it may have been, maybe, I may be wrong, Manuel Ferreira. <laughs> <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, I was like, wait. I'm pretty sure that's a Manuel one. I'm pretty, and the reason why is because of like how, because he's just like, let me find the things that you enjoy and let me just like soak you in it, you know? <laughs> so it, it, it was, um, it, it's that super intimate, but that's, that's, you know, again, that's what I love to do. So <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I forget the exact one, but from what I remember, it was the very first poor girl scene that she had. I don't know like how exactly I'd search it. I remember trying to find it again. I was like, I can't. It's just yeah. It's, you can type Danny Daniels and Manuel Ferrer. You'll find it in two seconds. <laughs> that would be good to know. <laughs> good to know. But yeah. but um. But I think it would probably be that scene in terms of uh. This is not a. Well, it was a sexual scene to me, and I told Casey this on the on the drive back from Shrine. Um, but in terms of like, a, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, in terms of like uh, a scene from a movie where like I was like turned on, um, it was in Hostel, <laughs> uh, and I don't remember if it was the first or second one, like the like fucked up like gory like mm -hmm. orchard porn. There was a scene where, oh man, I need to figure out if this is the first or second Hostel, but there's this big cavern room where it looks like a dark cavern. It's like imagine a giant kind of cavernous square shape and um in the middle of it is this like from what i remember a square looking like stone tub you know and this very like voluptuous woman like walks up in a row to this you know the stone path and takes off her robes very sexually and like lays in it naked like she looks very good <laughs> you know and um out of the corner like to the left of the room i don't know if, i think it was to the left there's like an opening near the ceiling and this other woman it's like and it's like i don't know maybe i'm i'm bought, i may be getting the details of this off because it's been a very long it's been like a decade since i've seen this movie but it seemed like maybe the ceiling was like i don't know like 15 20 feet up or, or whatever she comes, there's this woman who's hung up by a chain by her feet upside down with, I think her mouth was duct tape. And slowly by this like chain through the middle of the room is brought to the center of the room, right above this woman, right above this tub. 
And so this woman like looks up and, and this woman is naked. She's like bound and just like hanging upside down. And it's shot very like slow and just very like dark and just like methodical. And you see this woman's like looking up, like fawning at this, you know, um, like this hanging woman who has no control. And she grabs a scythe from the side of the tub and starts like gently, almost just like caressing her skin with it. And there's like close-ups of it, just like that knife against skin, just like lightly dragging, you know? And then she makes like this, like this, like kind of like, turns the blade and then makes this little cut. And the girl like kind of squirms and this like trickle of blood goes down to like from her body down to like her head and like drips on this woman's naked body. And then she kind of keeps playing with it and makes like another cut. And then another one. And then it just starts kind of dripping and just kind of dripping. It's dripping all over this woman. Then she cuts like it was the fatal cut, which more or less killed her. I think it was across her stomach and like, you know, you don't necessarily see like guts come up, but you just see like all this blood just start pouring down onto this woman's body. And she's just like bathing in it and looks like so satisfied. And I stopped, like I was watching it on the computer and I stopped and was like, I am so turned on right now. <laughs> like it, because it, like, again, I don't have a desire to like cut someone's stomach open to the point where they die, but like something about like that blood in the way that that was like just done. And it was in such like a sensual way. Like it's just a fucked up scene at the core of it, but it was done in like the most sensual way possible. And I was like, I was like, is something wrong with me? Am I, am I uh, like, what the fuck's going on? But then I was like, I kind of have a blood kink, blood play kink. So, you know, that was, that's when I found that. That was the birth of your mm-hmm. blood play kink. Well, it sounds like it ticks on a lot of levels, right? Like sadism and like uh, both from the dom's perspective and the subs perspective. Like I can see how that might be like, oh, the stimulation <laughs> so much. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way. Like the, the, the deepest corners of my sadism are activated from despair. So like, I just skimmed that scene and I'm like, that's the fucking spot. <laughs> um, do, do, do you watch anime at all? Uh, I used to not so much, but, but yeah, yeah. Tell me what you're going to say. So Tokyo, Tokyo ghouls, it, like it, the premise is like the half of the community are, is ghouls and, which are like p- people possessed by demons and they have superpowers. And the main character is half human, half ghoul um, because of an altercation with a ghoul. And there's a scene that the way that he breaks through to like his like super level of being this ghoul um, is he's captured by another ghoul who's like hell bent on torturing. And they're in a giant room and he's been like tort and this, this other ghoul has been torturing the main character for a while. And he's just like super into it, like, like sadistically into it. And you know, the backstory of why he's like that is because it happened to him. Someone tortured him to the, to his breaking point. And so because of that, he has to reclaim it. He has forever been like the torturer of other people. Right. Mm. And you know, the main character gets the, the same, uh, the same thing of being like completely broken, but that lets him ascend to a new, more powerful level. So in the middle of this torture scene, he becomes the 10 times stronger than the guy who has been torturing him. And that scene ends with the main character breaking this guy back down to the point where he's like 
crying and asking for his mother again, which is the, you know, from the thing that it's like, that's what he was doing before. And I'm, I have goosebumps and I'm like viscerally aroused talking about it again. And cause it's like, it's like not a sexual, there's no sex at all. There's nothing sexual about it. And I've talked about this with my friend of mine. I was like, why is that? the sexiest thing I've ever seen in an anime. <laughs> but it, it literally was the point where like this guy who has been dangerously scared, everybody like unfuck and all of a sudden just full despair, knowing like, he, like, yeah, it's so good. That's it's awesome. so good. <laughs> That's awesome. It's that total play on like the whole Dom sub dynamic, you know, in an interesting mm-hmm. You know. That makes me happy because that anime has been on my list for a while. Now I'm like, ooh, now I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna bump that up on the list. Ooh, uh, ooh, I damn, I just, I didn't super. It's no, not girl, a big deal. <laughs> don't worry about it. I love anime. My, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, if you watch, if you watch enough anime, the stories are easy to track generally. Sure, <laughs> um, sure, sure, sure. Cool, cool. All right, I, I have a few questions. If we have if we have time for it or anything yeah uh, so my first one is because you were talking about um how you like really artistic uh sex scenes have you seen noe gaspar's love oh man wait hold on let me because i've seen some of his films are fucked up let me see if i, see I mean the, the film is problematic but the the, sh- the shooting of the sex oh. scenes is well, i mean like fucked up and good artistic like hold on let me look up uh because he uh he did um enter the void right correct which is like the best fucked up movie i watched that on mushrooms Ooh. i didn't know what i was Ooh. i do not recommend it. no <laughs> idea and this person did not tell me what this film was oh and, no yeah anyways uh let me see if I can look up. let me look this up oh have i seen that it's funny because i know i've definitely seen the trailer i just can't remember if i've actually seen what was the premise? So the well, the premise is just a story about a, a like a guy's relationship, a toxic relationship with a with an with another woman that be, they say together because they had like explosive sex, mm. um, and like the, it's fine. Uh, but the thing that it reminds me most is the opening scene is a mutual masturbation scene, and that it's like he's laying on his back and she's like laying like kind of diagonally so that he can like reach around a leg and be fingering her and she's like giving him a hand job and like it is and it's like shot like perfectly square in this bed from like just a, just off of zenith um and like it's so good it is like it is literally my favorite cum shot i've ever seen it is 100% my favorite comes out I've ever seen is that opening five minutes of knowing Gaspar's love and it's scored so good. And it, it it's like color graded. Perfect. Like it looks it, everything like, that's the thing I, if I describe to people like the aesthetic of porn that I want to make, that's the scene I would show. I, I need to check this out. I'm going to have to watch this. <laughs> it's so good. And they, and they have a couple other scenes in there that are like, fuck yes yeah. um like just from an aesthetic level like i think the storyline of the film is a little like uh you know problematic um but the the scenes are look really great well, and uh, the, the way that he shoots stuff is very like i mean with edge of the void there's another one with like a bunch of like was it dancers in a room or something yeah oh fuck well climax 
but it's yeah the way he shoots stuff is super fucking cool i can in i don't i haven't seen this one then and i, I definitely want to i want to watch that scene that sounds cool it's it's um my next question is like I, you know as somebody i really want to be like in the porn industry and the type of things that fascinate me about any industry i want to be in is like the secret phrases people use like the, just the jargon that they come up with um so you said like something like uh the pop shot or shooting a pop is there any like jargon industry ter- like terms or phrases that like really tickle you or you uh, find fascinating it, it's interesting it's like th- that's one where it's like pop shot there's like shoot to pop there's like prone bone which is where like girls play. <laughs> yeah Sorry, did you say prone bone prone bone it's it's whenever it's like you're laying prone and then you're like banging from the top with them laying prone um, <laughs> some people <laughs> it's like missionary mish <laughs> you know, like, and maybe not everybody uses that but i've heard some people use it i'm like does that need to be shortened like that <laughs> yeah we're just gonna do a mesh real quick in and out and then go to yeah like doggy. five minutes like it's cool yeah, um, don't get a mesh then pop shot and then we'll get out of here <laughs> <laughs> look yeah it's it's like if you start doing this start, just start throwing out these terms like damn this guy like he's been yeah it's been doing this for me <laughs> that's the real reason i asked so i could like look professional and just want to walk around la one day sure <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- those there's a co- the prone bonus one. I'm trying to think. Oh man, I'll have to, like compile a list or something. But th- th- there's there's a couple like that that are just kind of funny. You're just like, oh, huh. Um, but it's all for positions. It's all for mm-hmm. positions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mainly because like the director is like trying to just like be like, I oh, yeah, yeah, do this. You know what I mean? So just coming up with like a quick way to just reference it. You know. Thanks. And then my next question is so. The only like professional, I wouldn't, eh, I'll call it professional. I wouldn't say like at the production level that like LA people shoot, but it was like with a company that like called Flourish Fetish that like shoots for BDSM things. And I was in a pegging scene that, uh, with a, uh, actually a friend of mine from elementary school <laughs> and, uh, where she was pegging me and she's a white woman. And there's like a little bit of like some like racial degradation tension in there. Um, and with the, her pegging me and sitting on my face. And stuff. And uh, I, one of the things that I found super interesting about that was this, like, this way that I was vacillating between, like, I'm a, I'm a camera technical person. Like, I've done, I've done a lot of shooting. And so they're setting up, like, three, they had three cameras set up and, like, concentrating on being, like, okay, am I in the right position? And I have this one camera. I need to, like, look at it every once in a while that's, like, looking at me on the bed and her behind me. And she's got a head cam on. So I'm trying to be, like, you know, arched in certain ways for all that. So I'm thinking about those technical details, but then she's very talented at pegging. And like up until that point, like I had had mediocre or like beginner peggers. And so that was like one of the first, that was the first time that I'd been like really done well. Um, So then I find myself slipping from like the technical mindset to being like, I'm actually having an incredibly pleasurable experience because I'm dealing with someone who does it professionally (laughs) and just like being able to like, enjoy that really well and then also the performer in me that was like okay now like what i would do normally in these situations i need to like give more of that like the and to the point of like you know not not worrying about like coming too soon like the, the scene at the end was like i'm on my knees and she's like smacking me with stuff being like tell me like you better hurry up and come i'm not gonna stay here saying all the time and i'm like doing the performance with her being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, was like, I know I don't want to be wasting your time and all these things, which is me performing that like as an act, like acting, because I'm like, I don't normally, 
I can normally come pretty quick if I need to. And I'm like, I'm struggling. <laughs> and I was like, come on, hurry up. My knees hurt. My asshole hurts. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, so I, the, the question is like, do you have like any thoughts or like stories about like juggling the like performance side of it, the technical side of it, but also like genuinely enjoying the sexual experience, like in isolation inside of all of that chaos? It, it's it's interesting because like I've had some scenes where I was like I am not like this is much more work. I mean it's all work. There's a point of like you know you're because you still have to like open up the angles and all this kind of deal. But there have been some. It really depends scene to scene. Some of them I'm just like okay we're done. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I personally have not at this point shot any VR scenes, but apparently VR scenes. Uh, there, there is a big old VR rig, and you have to, it's it's time intensive, and it's like very uncomfortable positions, and like a scene like that, like would be doable, but it's also very much like oh, okay, like and it, I'm, and there's like there's moments to it all that it's like fun, you know what I mean? But overall, it's 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 this. I think it's cool. It can be fun, but it's also in this very professional dynamic. Now, I will say, technical wise, like more often than not. Um, the pop shot is a separate scene where I've seen like the guy is just uh, so they've done the fucking and everything. And let's say like, for example, uh, one of this, that one orgy scene that I was referring to with a whole bunch of people and the person staring um, <laughs> uh, the, this is pretty normal where it's like, Oh, cool. Now time for, the, time for the pop shot. Like, you know, just the director literally walked out. I was like, okay. Cause there's a lot of people. And so he's like, who are we going to have you come on today? and so there's like i think all the girls in the scene were on their knees and i think he was i forget who exactly was coming on but more or less he's like okay cool you know like do your thing and so it's this is very normal the guy will then just stroke himself and this could take anywhere from a couple minutes to 20 minutes to whatever you know, and everyone is just shooting. Like the girls are all like on their knees, and everyone's shooting the shit, just talking like we are right now. You know, and then when the dude's ready, like he, you know, <laughs> he'll just be like, uh, "Well, in this scene in particular, he was like camera," and it's like, "Okay," and everyone <laughs> acts like you know, like it didn't, it wasn't cut off, and you're right there in the moment. It's like, "Oh my god!" And then they, it's just shot as if it was never. <laughs> That's and fucking great. This happens like for I, I um, there was a. I shot for a company, Evolves Fights. Um, Ariel is the director. She is great. It is um, basically like three, six, I think six minute rounds of wrestling. There's a lot of, and you know, some guys are, um, some guys are like hard in the middle of like wrestling. With me, like again, with how I am with like folks, I'm like, I'm focusing on wrestling. So like that, that's, you know, and then you realize you spent, uh, a very long amount of time physically exerting yourself, trying to pin somebody down. So then you're like, I'm going to need a minute, you know? (laughs) Yep. uh, She, it's kind of great. She has a room that's uh, like a a closet with like a wall, uh, like AC unit that you can go in there and like cool it down and uh, (laughs) kind of do what you got to do. And so I remember like there's a point where it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to need a break. And they're like, okay, cool. You just pause the girls in, in that position uh and then like her and the girl are just like talking and then i go to the room come back out whenever i'm ready it's like okay cool i'm ready to go and then everyone's just like okay we're assume position okay get it or we could okay now just kind of like 
it's 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 i always think it's so funny how it's like start and stop and it's such a like again it's it's kind of cool how professional it is and how everything's just so um it's funny too sometimes um like that scene uh, <laughs> so that scene was uh like a cream pie finish but usually they're done it, it's fake um so what happens is there's like a turkey baster that they'll just like put fake what what so, prop do they use for the cream so, so the cream is is like uh it's a fake cum lube where it huh. looks just like it's lube that looks just like cum it has that same wow velocity and everything that so, makes sense yeah so like, you, can, you can get it it's called splooge <laughs> of course it so is a cream pie shot is uh ejaculate hitting a woman in 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 the in the vagina or I guess oh in the vagina oh I'm sorry and there's sometimes there's not enough actual ejaculate coming out of the penis so they get a turkey baster and well, fill it with splooge like the aspect of like you know who knows who's on birth control and whatever you know and what they have. oh oh I see that makes that makes much more sense now so so um so what they like she was riding on top and it was kind of like oh yeah cool and then it's like all right cool pause wait and then like she kind of like lifted up a little bit and it's like okay well here goes the the cum and I was just kind of pumped in the cum lube, you know? And then it was like, all right, cool. So now um keep fucking and then like fake the or the cum shot and then like and then pull out and have it all pour out. And like that's all just like you're like then pretending to come and then like oh fuck. Oh. <laughs> that is a pretty it, it's interesting too because um there's like all sorts of technicalities to it where it's like with cum shots, whether it be um, a on a fake or not, like you don't want to like go all the way in <laughs> mm-hmm. because you want it to come out and people to see. Oh. So you often notice like, oh yeah, like the guy's kind of like pulling out, and it's like not, and that's so that people can like see it actually come out. Because if you oh. just push that all the way in, it's like probably not going to come out. The magic yeah. of the movies, I know. <laughs> Think about these things. Cinema magic. Then my 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 last one because you you brought up like not wanting to be woo woo about like uh like sex and like the type of connection thing that happens i would love to hear you talk about like how, this is going to sound cringe but i'm going to say it like do you have a story uh that felt like like a spiritual sexual experience for you yeah we want you to go full woo woo full woo woo um i mean I've had some phenomenal sex that has been like, oh my god, like where it's just like you're just zoned. It's, it, it, I mean, I don't. I'm sure how like going into like subspace would be, but just in the aspect of it's not necessarily subspace, just like you are just enveloped in it, you know. And it's just that like when your mind isn't on everything else, and you're just kind of like taking in the moment, which is I think is a beautiful thing about sex. I will say that like in terms of the more woo aspect, like I feel like there definitely is. I think there definitely is, and this is where I'll get like a little, I like, I'm always, yeah, whatever. I feel like there is always like some sort of like an energy exchange going on. Um, and this is like my woo woo side talking, but um, sometimes you can take on that kind of energy from someone else. And like, you know, it's good to be conscious of that. Um, so uh, I do feel like I, I have felt that before where like sometimes afterwards you have to kind of just ground yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there is definitely something to it. Um, 
I guess the only reason that I like am like, oh, not to address it that way, it really comes down to like, because I feel like sometimes people get like, go really hard on the in the paint with that one, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, I definitely think people take that too far. <laughs> right. But I definitely do think there's, there's, you know, and I'm sure different people share different thoughts on it, but that's just my kind of, uh, you know, position on it, where I do think there is like an exchange of energy there, which is ultimately what I think makes it so awesome, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, both of us are, you know, pussy worship um, aficionados. And I mean, like a lot of the reason why I like doing it is because it it is one of the only equivalents that I have found that is like it is like silent writing silent poetry on someone's body. And it just it is so connective in that way that it's like all the things that i'm like listening to and learning about a person like what like one of the reasons why i'm like have such a strong urge to like be able to eat out like all of my friends and loved ones and i'm like there's information about you that i want to learn and know that is only available there and how do you, how do you it, enjoy this it's, it's it's that's what i think is, yeah it's, it's like it's like the learning like that's what I think is so cool in that concept of having sex with different people where it's like, what's it like to have sex with this kind of person or like even different body types or even different like kinks where it's like finding that thing, what it's like bringing joy to someone else. It's, it's, and I think I get it too, where it's like that scent, like I'm definitely like a sensualist where it's kind of, it's your senses, like what you were feeling and like being in that moment of then like seeing what like the little like micro shifts and everything of like what this other person is enjoying or, or, you know, or being like, okay, not that this and like focusing in on that and that real time, just flow of that interaction back and forth, you know, is, is a, um, is an awesome experience. You know? Yeah. I, I think <laughs> one of the, I'm in also like in the, this is embarrassing to say, but it's not, it's not really to me, to me, it was one of the most beautiful things that ever happened. Like I, one of my, my weekly, my partner that I see like weekly for kind of like his eating, one of the, one of the times was right after um, a school shooting and we, like, we're, we're going and like, I can tell cause like, I'm like, in her soul at the time uh that like she's like visibly upset and like distracted and she's like a really great communicator and was just like she was like like baby i'm just having some feelings is it okay if i just like talk about them like please keep going like i it's it's very like cathartic for me to like have this experience while i'm working through this and i'm like fucking absolutely just so i'm clear you don't want me to console you like with like words and like talking and holding you want me to console you while I'm eating you out. And so she is like crying about how difficult it has to be to be a mother of children and like just write like freestyle writing up like poetry about it while I'm eating around and like climaxing through the pain of that experience to heal yourself with it at the time. And I, it, I don't even know <laughs> how it, it it was an indescribable feeling to like the, all of the efforts I have about being compassionate and taking care of somebody and like holding space for them. I had never had the opportunity to do that, like through the, the, the connection mechanism of eating somebody out, but it was like, I am literally like licking your pussy to tell you that it's okay. And we'll make it through this <laughs> and you'll make it through this. And it was liberating life giving. So I, I, 
I agree 100%. I totally get it. I totally, I totally feel you. It's like, you're like, I helped you do this. That's fucking awesome. You know, <laughs> the, the same person also uh, credits that uh, we cured cancer with our Congresses because <laughs> they were possibly had a cervical cancer scare and like all of a sudden the doctors can't find anything. And you're like, you're welcome. <laughs> and, and they specifically were trying for like the time period that was safe to like, neglect like radiation and stuff like that because like i don't want to bring that in, in my body if i don't have to dude i believe it i'm telling you 100 200 years they're going to be like how did they not know that going down on someone and letting them work through their feelings was like the, the most healing to cancer yeah but you know you hear about those like awful people that get away with it or at least i do because i listen to a lot of true crime and i'm generally morbid and then they like die five years later of a horrible cancer and i'm like yeah it was all that bad all those bad vibes you mm -hmm. know yeah you know don't be about bad vibes yeah don't be about it. good vibes don't going do down it. down down to party town link mm -hmm. as as we wrap up this episode do you have any advice for anybody who's interested in getting into the adult entertainment industry mm, i will say um yeah there's the way that i got in particularly was um I mean, so I had to have someone vouch for me who was already in the industry, who was, who's a girl. Uh, it's, it's a little bit, I've had guys be like, uh, I've gotten messages on my social media. Like, can you like help me get, I'm like, I can't No, Like, you know, uh, but nowadays I will say there's much more like content creators and shifting focus to content creators. So it comes down to like, um, if you do want to get into the industry, it is, I would say like start maybe with just like shooting content of yourself, you know? and see if that takes you. I will say um, uh, past that point of content creation though, uh, it was something that ultimately I was just grateful to have had <clears throat> like drop into my lap and have the opportunity for. Um, so in terms of, is there a way into that that I could direct people? Uh, unfortunately not, but at the same time, hopefully like, you know, there are different ways to structure OnlyFans and like shooting even content of yourself that like there's been some people who have, you know, just started doing that, then start shooting with other people, then got picked up by like, you know, companies that are like, hey, we want to shoot you. So um, I guess in that way, there is a route. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a bit different. It's a bit more, you know, maybe not as guaranteed, but um yeah, hopefully that kind of gives some insight into. Yeah, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Any other last questions, Sarah Marie or Tosin or Link? Any last tidbits, morsels, nuggets? This has been awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You've been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, cool. Patreon. We have it. If you would like to support Talk Dirty to Me and Little Renegade Films and all our other projects, you can head over to Patreon. It'll be linked in the show notes and you can become one of our patrons, patrons, patrons uh, with such fabulous content as Casey tries it and a really poppin' Discord and some other perks and fun stuff that you get uh, we have tons of little renegade content we have bloodsuckers podcast where sarah marie and i are super funny and review every vampire film we can get our fangs into Arr. the movie worthy woman where we talk about women from history whose lives are worth commemorating in film and they haven't been our promise it's coming out 
web series, Blood Sisters. It really is one day. I swear to God, it's so close. I'm not just talking about it indefinitely. We're just edging Um, them on purpose. We are. We're edging you on purpose. And uh, we would love to have you guest on Talk Dirty to Me. So if you have any exciting kinks that you want to hear about, uh, or if you have a kink that you want to talk about, if you have a kink journey you would like to share, if you are um, an enthusiast or an expert or have something to share or talk about in regards to kink, sex, and relationships at all, please head over to our link tree on Instagram or the littlerenegadefilms.com um, website. And we have a form you can fill out and send it to us. We would love, love, love to chat with you. And lastly, very exciting announcement. Little Renegade Films and Talk Dirty to Me has created a vampire kink discord chat room. What? Yeah, because it What bridges. can I do in there? You can get kinky girl <gasps> like a vampire. Me? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We have several different channels in there like uh, you know, I can't like Blood Rave and Masquerade Ball. I can't remember what they all are, but um it's There's free. different there's different places to role play being a vampire at like a modern rave or like an old timey, like um, Victorian era, or there's places to just talk about vampires and your favorite vampire films. There's all sorts of different rooms. Yeah. So it's free. It'll be linked in the show notes along with all the other show notes about this episode and about link. So get on in there. Help us make that this place, that place, that uh, vampire kink room fucking awesome, please. Um, And thanks so much for listening. You guys are sexy as always. Link, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And until, until next time, everybody, let's all go make some adult films. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bye. 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 Talk Dirty to Me is a podcast by Little Renegade Films. It stars Sarah Marie Curry, Casey Sammy E. Casey, why don't you sound real sexy while you do it? <laughs> do I? No, why don't you? Oh, why don't yeah, I? Yeah. Like, okay. you remember how you read your synopsis? And yeah. Like, oh, you want me to do it like that? Yes. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> okay. Genius. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Talk Dirty to Me is a podcast by Little Renegade Films. It stars Sarah Marie Curry, Casey Sammy E, Toast Alifesso, and Stephanie Spoon. With silent contributions by Taylor Novak. Title and closing themes by Tosin Alifesso. Follow us on the social medias at Talk Dirty to Me Pod. And for more of our offerings, go to LittleRenegadeFilms.com. Uh.